electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. S&P looks to extend its win streak to six as a new round of companies raise guidance. Salesforce, Snowflake, Ulta, Box, Williams-Sonoma, Jackson Hole kicks off. Jobless claims and revised Q2 GDP are in line. Ten-year, one, three, six. Our roadmap begins with watching the Fed tea leaves as Jackson Hole gets underway. And at least one Fed president tells CNBC it is time to taper. We are also keeping a close eye on COVID, of course. Hospital topping 100,000. That's the first time they've done that since January. And supply chain uncertainty. A number of retailers point to higher costs from manufacturing shortages and port backlogs. What Rick Ryder was just saying, though, about Good. corporates and free cash flow and the guidance, Jim, that we're getting from the likes of Salesforce and Snow, which you heard last night on your show. I'm so glad you went with what Rick Ryder was saying, because that is the theme. Uh, the cash flow of, of these companies, of, of Salesforce, big Dow stock, extraordinary. Uh, it, just making so much money. And if you listen to that conference call, you would say, one, it's okay to taper. But two, and this is something, a new theme, Europe is incredibly strong. Europe is ahead of us in terms of vaccinations. that They were behind us. People don't wear masks. People do business face-to-face. Uh, there's just a lot of business being done in Europe. The numbers that I'm seeing are extraordinary from the continent. And much better than U.S. U.K., Germany coming back. I really know that. Back. Yeah. Talked coming to the CEO back. yesterday has got business in those areas. And they were, I mean, they went up, then down sharply. Right. And now back. So now you're hearing too. Back. Yes. Spain, much better. Or ECB better. yesterday said Delta is not going to impact, has had limited impact well, on the EU economy. Well, you, look, you get a, you basically you get a pass. Uh, people have business as if it were, just, well, every, there were no anti-vaxxers in Europe. So you got, you got Europe. Uh, hanging in. Yes. You got PBOC promising liquidity. Yes. You've got infrastructure here uh, passing procedural hurdles. So it isn't any wonder we're at 137. Well, I mean, they're, I got to tell you that I think that, that Speaker Pelosi is going to get her trillions. Uh, the companies are getting their billions. Uh, Europe has turned in a dramatic fashion, uh, which had been just a black hole for a lot of, a lot of companies. China's going to provide liquidity. Let's move on. Let's move on. I mean, let's just go higher. Let's move on to what? What are we moving on to? Into a real world where business is great and we don't have to worry about the, the Fed either way. Mm-hmm. Now, the, those who think that this whole move is the Fed, see, they're wrong. Because when you're listening to the companies like Snowflake, Frank Slootman, wow. When you look at, Snow, when you look at Williams-Sonoma, mm-hmm. where uh, this is uh, Laura Albert who is coming on another show tonight hurt my feelings, uh, but that's okay because it's just business. Yeah. Uh, but they did a 98% wedding registry. I just happen to love we're that talking number. Williams Sonoma. We're talking looking at Snowflake right now. Which Snowflake is. Had, yeah. Well, I mean, this man is doing, you know, 100% sales growth. Now we're back to Snowflake, right? Well, I'm trying. 
I know you're jumping around. Now we're on Williams Sonoma. Okay. I'm just trying to get you to keep track want, so that our viewers know. I went 100%. Go back to Laura Albert. Talk I, about talk about what. Back went, to Snowflake. Okay, I went. Um, let me see. I went uh, 100% growers for 500. Okay, that's Snowflake. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Snowflake. Okay, now I would like to have uh, $10 billion companies in two years. Okay. For 1,000. Williams Sonoma? Yes, okay. Yes, now the, uh, I want to do uh, five out of five quarters of plus 20% growth. That's Salesforce. Yes. What so is there. Salesforce? What is Salesforce? So there, that was last night. a giant business. tower in uh, San Francisco that is empty. It's empty. Empty. But you just got all those right. Now, fifty. Uh, what is 56% growth of uh, 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 same-store sales growth? What is Ulta? Ulta. Last night was really just a cornucopia, with the exception of, of, of uh, Autodesk, which was slightly disappointing. I mean, even Splunk, which I've been concerned about, mm-hmm. they were on uh, what clo- they were on uh, closing bell. Uh, Doug Mert did, did a pretty good job. Now they're switching their models, so it's harder to tell. But uh, last night was just one after another of greatness, and I found myself thinking, you know what, Jackson Hole. Why don't you just go climb Mount, climb Mount Teton, have a good time, see you later. You mean knock yourself out? Knock and yourself taper out. taper away? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather go to Jackson Heights and Jackson Hole at this point. There's <laughs> business being done there. A lot better restaurants, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Great. What is it? What kind of food? Um, all sorts. Really? I mean, yeah, one of the meccas of, of all sorts Jackson of different Jackson Heights over Jackson Hole. That's Jackson, what I'm Jackson thinking about. Main place. Street versus whatever yeah. they do out there virtually or whatever. Elk. Well, yeah, they're not even there. Yeah, they're not even there. Elk. Yeah, actually, Jackson Hole is one of the poster children for wealth inequality in this country. I don't know if you've seen some of the demographic data, but um, it's sort really, of poetic that they hold. Well, okay, you want you want that? You true. want? And by the way, it has only gone up dramatically yeah. since because so many people have bought second homes and or primary residences oh, now because they feel like they can work remotely. What are you talking about? Come, time. come the revolution, it's going to be a bad place. <laughs> okay, so let, a, it is a beautiful place. Okay, so let me Jackson just tell you: you think that's beautiful? I, the toughest man in business, toughest person in business, is Frank Slootman from Snowflake, uh, the Flying Dutchman. He once did uh, pretty much call me an idiot for not understanding his business model. That's okay. I had studied it for about five hours, still didn't understand. That's his old. No, company, he called me one is, too. I think. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. no, he yeah. he called you out. Yeah. This when he when he ran service. Now, uh, Frank said something to me last night that was extraordinary. He's moved to Bozeman. He said, "The productivity." Now, Pretty funny. The productivity now is so great. Why? Because you can make people work seven days. It's not a problem. They can work around the clock. It's very different. You used to have to go to the office. They would leave the office. No more. Now it's just work all the time, and it they, and you don't travel. It's never been this good. Uh, this is a big boost to productivity. Work at home is a joke. <laughs> It's work. Uh, maybe why operating margins came in well above. Yeah. And they now see product revenue in the low 90s, prior mid 80s. Here's Incredible. what Slootman told Jim. Data is becoming the beating heart of the modern enterprise, the modern uh, institution. Uh, digital transformation, you've heard that, that term you know, thrown around probably once too many times. But that's really what this is. And certainly COVID accelerated that because we were so upside down on so many things that data is, is the way that we are really parsing and observing what is going on in our world. Wow. Well, he's, you know, let's just understand, let's say Peacock, okay, a customer. They want to be able to uh, push certain things to you. They get your demo, they get your information, but they don't violate your privacy. 
Okay, so you get served a, an ad that is exactly what is right. So it's the first real targeted in real time, and they can do it for healthcare. They can do it for all sorts of verticals. They have a lot of financial ver- verticals, and it's you rent it basically. This is a consumption model. Right. It is not a subscription model. Some people criticize that, say they can't make as, as much money. Don't bet against Frank Slootman. He's saying ten billion dollars in sales by twenty twenty nine. Uh, but one of the things that he really wants to make the point of is that when you go into business now, you should really much expect that you're, there's no time that you can't be on call from your CEO. Well, that's an interesting point because so many CEOs right now, and we'll talk about COVID and hospitalization, so many, though, are trying to make decisions right now, again, in terms of back to work, back to office, when, uh, what hybrid's going to look like, mental health of their employees, whether or not it really is healthy for people to be working from home all the time, and then worries about losing people who are committed to remote work full right. time, um, right. but not having people attached to the organization in a, in a real way or a cultural way. Because, I mean, you're, you're talking about people now have been working from home for a year and a half, well, conceivably will be two, and many who don't ever want to come back to the office. Well, I don't gym. know if we have a quote from Doug Yearly, who's the CEO of Toll Brothers, but affordable luxury is the way that millennials like to live. They have an affordable house. They build the office. Of course, that means right. it's a Home Depot and Lowe's situation or, of course, Williams-Sonoma. And they just have to work all the time. Now, this is my definition of nirvana, but I'm probably an outlier. Yes, I think you are. I think you are, as we know. You're a man who's going gone. back and forth with Benioff at 3.30 in the morning because he's in Geneva. You're going to regret work. all the time you work. But, you know, that's all right. You know that. I told you it's on my tombstone. I did. You did. Jim, Jim might be the one guy who says, I wish I'd spend more time at the office. Yes. I wish yeah. I had spent more time at the office. I love this work from home. On weekends, you can get people to do anything. It's really incredible. That's just not good. It's not really? good. Well, for guys like Sleepman, it's good. But for everybody, well, for people, well, yeah, for, it's not For good U.S. For, productivity, which is a, a huge thesis right now, it's going to get us through the next five years. It's going to be so well, incredible. The number, the fewer I, number, more of that Washington Post piece on productivity so you, is But you and I, we've talked about this a lot, but it's so important. And believe me, so many CEOs are trying to figure this out. You, you can cite all the productivity numbers you want, but what is being lost by not having people back in the office? What is being lost in terms of problem solving, in terms of innovation, in terms of it, uh, having people attached to an organization they feel some loyalty to, that's going to play out over time. That could. It could. Uh, and conceivably could be a negative. And so you do have a lot of CEOs who, you know, and again, it may just default to their own personal preference, but... Well, um, look at the upgrade of Zoom today. Obviously, well, that's right. Morgan Stanley. Hold buy. 360 yeah. goes to 400. The quarter is going to be better, I believe. Zoom, Slack, and Salesforce is now the new uh, allies. They're the allies. And, and that's how you're going to communicate. And you're going to be able to communicate, uh, say whatever you want underneath your Zoom picture. And let's say you're talking to someone in, uh, who's German. It, it translates you perfect. I mean, no this, this, this is the new world. Apparently, Zoom needs business. to make some progress in terms of people in the office who are congregated together on a Zoom, you talking can't... to people who are who are out of the office. That doesn't work but so what well. What is this so in mental health? I was in, a, I was in a, a, a pretty big meeting in terms of six people and one guy on the screen. And we just, like, the one guy on the screen is like, forgot him entirely yeah he could be doing anything he want i mean not like a cnn new yorker thing but you know you could do whatever you want so you don't you, you don't buy the corporate darwinist uh idea that if i'm in the office with the boss and you're my you're my rival and you're not in i have the edge or my project gets you approved do. well that's a goldman thing I mean, that's a oh, Goldman it's thing. It's also a Blackstone thing and a lot of other places. Yeah, but it's financial, but no one wants to work financially. Where they get the second, I, they get the second tier guys now at Wharton. They don't go. Ooh, 
Wow, maybe you're right. I used to get, be able to get the first three guys at Wharton when I was at Goldman. Mm. I get I get the bottom of the class, and they stay for three months, and they go to a hedge fund. Oh, the top guys just go to equity. To, oh yes, the top guys go to Facebook and Alphabet. They say, "Listen, you know, let's let's make some money." So where does it leave us on vaccines? Um, we have this FDA approval of Pfizer, and Moderna's uh, submitted theirs for final approval. Uh, you got more corporate mandates, uh, more city mandates. The city of Chicago today. Um, and these vax requirements at concerts and restaurants and sports, LSU, yep. the Saints, um, no, is that going to drive a stair step? I think the thing it's really the CEOs I've talked to in the last 24 hours actually had a pretty good read on people. Uh, the Delta, Delta, the change in health yes. is the one that's going to make people. That's it. Not all these other things. These other things are going to be able to be outliers, get away with it. But changing your health care insurance that you're paying more in the, in the oh, diet. that well also but you do have a lot more and once it, no, uh, that's once Pfizer got full approval as well um, I no mean, but that's important that your health insurance you're just but versus it. even a few weeks ago a lot more corporations now are ready to say well, they, mandate they period. feel they can do it and I think that one of the things that's happened is that Frank Del Rio the uh, Norwegian cruise line says listen no no vax no cruise that's going to turn out to be the way of the future. And the anti, look, it's what, 70%? You know what? Oh, here's, I'll, I'll just go a step further. It looks like that, um, that Gottlieb is going to turn up being right. That Saturday night, what did he Saturday night at like 11.43 p.m. was the peak? I'm being a little more specific mm-hmm. than he is. Yes. But that's the peak. That's it. Because of, what we didn't count on was that the companies would come down with hobnail boots. You work for these companies. It's no longer, you know, they always used to come on and say, we strongly encourage. Oh, that language is out. Now we say, you want to stay? It doesn't sound like Texas Governor Abbott's attempts to outlaw mandates are going to go anywhere. No, he's no. like the outlaw Josie Wales. No. And guy. a lot of school districts in Florida are defying the governor in that state and mandating. Oh, that guy has students. been completely marginalized by that federal district court ruling. By Jeff Seinfeld, by the way, All talking right. about the but 1905. If Gottlieb is right and we're right and, and, uh, Look and at that list. infection rates start to come down dramatically, is that another leg up for Absolutely. business and the economy? That's the way Europe's turned around. I'm very excited. You are? Yeah, I'm very excited that Gottlieb's going to turn out to be right again. Who is Gottlieb? <laughs> I mean, I know he's on the boards of Illumina and Pfizer, but yes. is, and he's got a new book, a bestseller that hasn't come out yet. And, and, to, and thankfully, but, we signed him as a CNBC contributor. Who yeah, knew? Don't you love how he's... And I think that this... I mean, he is matter-of-fact nature. Joe can throw whatever he... Oh, yeah, doesn't no. Matter. And he's Nothing. just... Impasse... Again, he is just the rock of Gibraltar. He is. One. He is. He oh. substitutes for the governor. Eric Topol... And they're the government, the shadow government. They know much more than the actual government. I have to tell us, Gottlieb was the greatest sign-up we ever had. Right up? I mean, he was like Babe Ruth going from the from the Sox to the Yanks. He's going to be starting to ask for more money now. <laughs> he, he's got a Ted Price Williams here. He's got a Ted Williams here, the guy. He's a 401 hitter. He's going to be cryogenically preserved. <laughs> He's young. He doesn't have to worry about that. Take a look at futures. Um, they were green for most of the morning, maybe a little bit more mixed, but we're going to keep our eye on some of the Fed commentary uh, that's rolling in. S&P's shooting, at least, for six days up. And we'll get to a lot of chip news. Apple, ADI, Western Dige, Taiwan Semi, and more. Don't go anywhere. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei. A Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. 
You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Retailers are once again a big story today. We mentioned Williams-Sonoma up this morning, but Dollar General, Dollar Tree under some pressure, each missing on full-year guide amid rising supply chain costs, which was actually a, a similar story at, at Smucker, Jim, which also warns yeah, about. Yeah, Smucker gross margins were yeah. terrible. Uh, the Dollar General, Dollar Tree, we know that they've got tremendous traffic. That's been one of the stories. The traffic has been great, but they're not capitalizing on it as they should have. Uh, these are shocking, frankly, uh, because everyone's been saying, I mean, like the chatter had been that this is where people are going. Yes. Well, they obviously, if they're going, they're not, they're taking, they're taking the wood, the Dollar Tree. I mean, they ended Dollar General. I, I think that you have to go to a Williams-Sonoma where people are talking about the home. She's talking about the investments in the home. Now, remember, she's digital first, but not digital only. But she's talking about there's been decades investment in tech and her company. So her supply chain is better, though she still said there are issues. My favorite was uh, Best Buy, which said, listen, we bought ship. We got ships. We have our own ships. I mean, I think that what you're going to have to start thinking about if you're in this business is you're going to have to take it, right? You break it, take it to yourself. You have to just run this thing. Right. Well, you've made this point, and I think it's an important one to come back to, which is those that are winning against Amazon and those that are not yet figured it out. Yeah. You, gotta um, spend, you have to take a couple of bad hits. So Laura Alber, who's on today, she decided to basically destroy some quarters and spend a lot on tech. Uh, Corey Baird, uh, the, the, uh, the woman who runs Best, did, Buy. Best Buy, she took some big hits in tech. But well, you know what about, what? what about the biggest one of all, Walmart? Where, where do we think that stands in terms of its true competition with Amazon and, and <laughs> you know, on the retail front, obviously, in so many different ways? You know, they, they're very happy with their same store sales. Um, they're experimenting with that very interesting uh, insulin, you know, where they have their own private label insulin. Yep. Uh, that's the watch list that I came up, came up with in my attempt to have funny acronyms like FANG. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not happy with where Walmart is. Walmart Plus is not picking up what it should because it's just not offering the value proposition. Now, they're adamant that it is, but they've got to offer something that is really proprietary to Walmart where they make it so you want to go to the stores. I, they should go, I mean, I, I don't mean to, I happen to like Doug McMillan very much, but you should, he should go listen to Brian Cornell. Well, he has listened to Brian Cornell's golf school because Brian's the master. He's really figured out how to do it. Uh, we'll talk about Nordstrom as well. Uh, downgraded again, uh, this time yeah. Morgan Stanley today to underweight after J.P. Morgan uh, yesterday. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell on a pretty busy Thursday for August. Futures are mixed. We're back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? 
At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. It's just been a phenomenal quarter. Again, we've just had incredible record revenue growth, but also look at this margin expansion. It's just amazing. And, you know, we're more committed to expanding our margins than ever. And on top of that, we're continuing to deliver solid cash flow improvement. And it's really amazing. All right, time for the mad dash. Mr. Benioff says it's really amazing. You agree? Yeah, I, I do. It was kind of a stunning quarter. Uh, if you think about what this company is doing, this is a, not a small cap company, but David, their last five quarters, uh, you have to do a rolling cumulative summary because you know, they do a subscription accounting. Uh, they've had, uh, hard to get this, but five out of five quarters has had greater than 20% growth, three out of five uh, greater than uh, 20% margin improvement. There's uh, $36 billion on the, on the books from the, you know, the, those performance the RPO, which is not the run pass option, but is a way to be able to remaining performance obligations. And what I would say is, is that this Slack acquisitions is looking already like a big success. They picked up Target and Lowe's. They've got a bunch of customers. Right. Uh, I mean, they're talking what high thirties percent, thirty nine. Yeah. So revenue uh, growth. That's amazing. And, and what you're doing is you're getting uh, one that we you know, sometimes the cutting room floor gives you even better ones. I didn't get to be able to say this, but Robinhood. Uh, They've done a lot of good work with Robinhood for sales. For Salesforce has done with yes, Robinhood. Yes, and the, right? there what they're working on is what's known as one, one of Mark's points of single source of truth. They're basically saying, listen, you're going to get safety right. you got to change your orientation. No more growth for growth's sake. And I think that, that he's had a major impact and talked about how he's been an investor. And the, the real takeaway of Robinhood as well as others, do you know that he's the biggest venture capitalist in the Valley? Really? Number one. When you say venture capitalist, you mean a separate fund that they are making at Salesforce? Exactly. Why are they doing that? Is that core to their business? Uh, at this point, it just happens to be a diaspora, people who worked at Salesforce, um, whom Mark just knows personally, and he invests in them. And is that company in- money or is that Benioff money? It's, he does some stuff. He doesn't care. He just gives everything so it's, away. So it's company but money. But company money, and it's a really rather impressive group. And then he does acquire a company. He calls them the unicorns. So, by the way, can we go back? Remember when they had that huge, the original, that was the move there, right? Off that last quarter. Right. And now they're almost, yeah. All right. Doesn't have the uh, big break that he had with Microsoft over LinkedIn. Right. That's never been repaired. Never. Never. Uh, when you put the uh, Slack together, uh, when you put Tableau, uh, they're up. They're up. Slootman, Zoom, that's another one of their companies, Eric Yuan. They're up against the Microsoft giant. All right. Take the uh, allies over the axis. Got it. I've got an opening bell coming up, and I always tell you right now, because I want you to remember this, that you can catch us anytime, anywhere. You can listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. You can listen to Jim again, make sense of what he's told you the first time. Do it. Check it out. I think we're going to get at least 2.5% inflation in 2022, uh, maybe higher than that, and there's some risk to the upside on that. 
So for that reason, I think we want to uh, get going on taper, uh, get the taper finished by the end of the first quarter uh, next year, uh, and then we can evaluate what the situation is. We'll be able to see at that point whether inflation has uh, moderated, and and in that case, we'll be in great shape. Uh, If it hasn't moderated, we're going to have to be more aggressive to contain inflation. That's a St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard earlier this morning on Squawk Box saying that the Fed is, in his words, Jim, coalescing around a plan to begin the taper. uh, And he thinks Powell will give us a, quote, good assessment tomorrow of where things stand. In in, uh, about six years ago, Mr. Bullard uh, put out on a a Friday night Sirius XM uh, interview the exact opposite of what he's doing here, which is he dropped the bomb. This is him really doing what you always hope, which is a guy saying, look, we're approaching it in common sense. Uh, right now we're okay. If it gets hotter, we can move. But but this is in the country. And I think that we're going to have to see what happens if these unemployment benefits roll off. But I, I like what he had to say. And he basically says, okay, look, take us off the table. We'll be fine. You do your business. I like that, David. Good. Well, you've had your issues with Bullard in the past, so. Not anymore. I've made peace with Bullard. I know you have. I don't really. Well, it's like I said, I made peace with Darren Wood, but I'm not on a first-name basis with Darren. You call him Mr. Woods. Yeah, but I was just saying that, you know, I don't. James and I, we don't. It's not. I'm just saying that I thought he did a good job. Yeah. It's much more of a one-way, I think he's doing a good job. I, by the way, if, if, um, if Denbury is bought by Exxon, Yes. Then all the pressure will go away. Got it. Right. Carbon, gonna, and I earn my investment banking fee. I'm just letting it happen. Carbon capture. Understood. Carbon capture is the most important story you can possibly have. It is an impo- very important. And yes. it's actually, I got, we got to follow it more closely. Maybe we'll get down there at Exxon and visit with you them a little bit. You agree with me? I do. From the Fed to Exxon to the opening bell, well, that why, why was software company Globin, uh, celebration of uh, their new listing. Uh, and uh, well, I guess the NASDAQ as well, HR software and services company Paychex, uh, celebrating their 50th anniversary. By the way, the CEO is going to be on Tech Check this morning at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. By the way, George, Esther George of, uh, of Kansas City sort of echoed Bullard. She said, look, Delta is a risk factor, but the, if the framework is substantial further progress, we're doing that. We're doing exactly that. The common sense is coming from these guys is quite uh, heartening because it's nothing that the, the American business community has to worry about. That's why I keep emphasizing, focus on the business community. Don't focus on the Fed. The Fed is not going to screw it up. They're going to let you make money, expand the, your payrolls. In the end, we're going to have to have more people in the country, David. I, I know that sounds odd. <clears throat> in the end, let me really go off the reservation. In the end, I, I, Biden proposes amnesty. You're talking about immigration yes. now and or because we need demographically, we, we need, need more working age We need people. 10 million people. It's been a huge priority for uh, the Chamber of Commerce and uh, the National Association of Manufacturers, it's which we're going to speak in the next hour as but well. That will be such an important interview because I think that we're going to have to get used to the fact that the Democrats and the Republicans are coalescing on the idea that he's being amnesty. I don't really believe that's the case, uh, well, at least the Dem- not the based Republicans on the Republican they Party want, at this point. No, the Republicans want cheap labor. Well, that, I don't mean to make but that there's sound. an element of the Republican Party that's very anti-immigration, isn't there? I just, Am I wrong in saying well, that? Well, I no. think that the business, com- well, the business community used to be so important in the Republican Party. It's not. No, so it's not. So you're absolutely right. The Tea Party don't see an amnesty. But, uh, the American, but the NAM is a, you know, that, look, that's, a, it's a, that's an organization of what I would call middle-of-the-road uh, Babbitt types. How about that? 
little San Cote Lewis. Well, I mean, we have yet to have any significant legislation on immigration in this country reform, you know, with new laws in what's it been? I mean, George W. Bush tried. It's I'm close. S- I'm saying get it there. But this time I'm saying it could be on the agenda because we don't have enough workers. Maybe more women can. Gina Raimondo, the Secretary of Commerce, could be right. Women come back to the workforce after school starts. But I think that we just need more workers. And it, it, it's an incredible thing that we're doing a tr- trillions of dollars of job creation when we don't have any people to, to work. Yeah. Everyone's got a job and wants a job. What? We still have a very high unemployment rate. What, what? Well, when the unemployment so rate. So you're talking about when things, what? Well, right now, it's, I, I'm competing at my restaurant offering eight, uh, $18 an hour against people who are, uh, show up, don't want the job, and are making $23 an hour. Because the federal government. Well, that's ending. And by the way, it continues to be very much unclear whether states that ended it earlier have actually benefited from a return to work. I completely disagree with you. Well, I completely disagree with you. Carl has been following this closely, too. And a lot of the data says no. Are you going to tell me me that DoorDash is wrong, that Lyft is wrong? Are you going to go against Uber? I mean, aren't there three? Isn't that the gig economy? All three of them said to me that, that, look, we've got once you take the benefits off Lyft, once you take them off, you get an explosion of drivers who all need about 10 hours additional revenue. Yeah. I don't know. Do yeah, you think- I mean, there definitely is conflicting evidence. Goldman has done a couple charts that back your idea up. Others argue is it Costin? Yeah. I think it is Hotsius, actually. I don't know. Those desk. two guys are titans right now. Yes. Semblist, <laughs> Hotsius, and uh, Costinius. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, Jim, what's at a two-month high today is J.P. Morgan, uh, 163. <laughs> Uh, in the neighborhood as, as we... So glad you mentioned that. It's finally getting the multiple expansion. People at home, what that means is you're getting, you're finally seeing this incredible franchise break away from the pack. But let's understand, J.P. Morgan, even at 162, is selling at 11 times earnings. That is unbelievable. Jamie Dimon must just be just so livid. Imagine he comes to, day, comes to work every day and says, my multiple's ridiculous. He's been saying that for a very long time. He's probably gotten he, over it. He doesn't get over anything. Yeah. He remembers every slight. It's true. It's true. He does. I saw that firsthand. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Been a long time. I like the guy. Yeah. I, I mean, there was a time when I criticized him on air, and it, uh, yeah, he wasn't thrilled, frankly. Uh, yeah, how about um, Goldman Sachs, David? What do you think about the multiple? What do you think of multiple is Goldman? Low. Seven? Jeez, you're good. Yeah. Thank you. My God. Seven. Yeah. Now, the one who, the guy who's, who's still upset about us multiple, by the way, I, that I think he has no reason to be upset about versus his, his uh, contemporaries is James, James Corman. Corman because he's thinking, why is he 14 times earnings when he's in a, kind of an investment advisor? Right, and should have a higher multiple based on recurring revenue. Uh, although Goldman will tell you, listen, we've got a Blackstone buried inside here. You know, in terms of what we what we are doing yeah. on alternative assets, um, permanent capital. So, who do you think has got the best model? Who do I think has the best? I I I'm not going to. I, offer I thought an you opinion would just say on that. Stanley. I just really. I, well, I know that you like sticky money. They have sticky money. They do have sticky money, and they I, have I, made they have diverged significantly. Although, interestingly, Goldman and Morgan Stanley stock prices are up within a few percent of each other on the year, the same right. amount, 57 you know, Brian Moynihan should be brought in the conversation. He's doing such a great job, I'll tell you. When I look at, at these companies, I just think it's been in that job they can buy back stock. It's, well, it's the only additive right now for buyback stock. It's City, 
City is a complicated story that I don't want to lump in with these others. It's got right. Well, in. we talk about City as being the real laggard. Of course, a new CEO, relatively right. new, earlier this year. We'll see how it goes there. One, the only one with a truly global franchise, though. Right? I mean, really. That's where you, okay. as a multinational, all okay. that cash management all right, stuff they've got all over the all world. Right, Mr. Mr. Smarty Pants. There's another company that has a, a woman CEO. Yes. That is worldwide. Yes. Is having an amazing quarter. And I think it's going to be known as the banker of the future. And a boutique ah. in Santander. 3.7% yield. Starting to really grow. Hmm. Putting up some great numbers. Having a really good fall. That summer fall, the business is good. I, I have to tell you, she's going to be in the conversation when you talk about international banks. And a boutique. And a boutique. JP Morgan, by the way. Yeah. But the boutiques are royalty in Spain. Interesting. Um, there's a couple other silos we need to dig into. One is Dollar General. Uh, down 7%. It's going to take you all the way back, Jim, to late July. Um, comps were down a little bit better than we, a little less than we thought. Uh, and they do see the full year 960. They raise the low end. But yeah. overall, if you're a retailer and you don't overwhelm with positive qualitative uh, comment, you get you get punished. Yeah, I mean, look, they're not going to be in the Nordstrom category, and Nordstrom is uh, that's a that's a, a that's a Toto situation, David Nordstrom. So what's it? Toto. Toto. Turn off the oxygen. I don't know what to do with Nordstrom. <laughs> what? They came horrible. Well, the stock was down yesterday. Did you see the, on the today. Eisenhower? They had a, she had a good interview. Sarah. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I've got to tell you that Dollar General, all they did. This is how you get punished. People are looking for 950 to 1020. Uh, they're, they only took the 960 to 1020, right. and that's enough. That's a kiss of death. Uh, obviously, they, their forecast was not that good. Uh, again, does this say that food, you know, food stamps are supposed to help them? A lot of people felt that. Uh, a lot of people felt that uh, the strapped consumer goes there. Uh, but they, I think they go to Walmart. Walmart did not have, I mean, Walmart's traffic wasn't that good, but yeah. the Walmart's grocery we, business is great. Have you seen Kroger? Uh, not recently, no. That's just a, a remarkable turnaround for the largest supermarket chains. It's fantastic. Now, the largest um, grocer in the country is Walmart. Is Walmart, yeah. Guys, I want to talk backs a little bit this morning. Stock is, will you look at that? Yeah, you've talked about it. It was Kroger, of course. Oh, um, I do want to come back to facts, guys. Um, this theme that I hit on yesterday, these enormous amount of uh, shares being redeemed on deals that are closing. In other words, shareholders vote in favor, but more of the shareholders than not also say, I'm out of here. I want my 10 bucks or whatever it is, a little over 10 bucks. Got two today. GWAC, that's with Cypher Mining. 76% of the shares were redeemed. 76 what? So you had 87.9% of the votes cast at the meeting, representing about 57% of the outstanding shares as of the record date, voting in favor. Deal's going to close. But it's going to close with a lot less cash than they had because 76% of the SPAC holders said, I want money back. Uh, tortoise acquisition 2, SNPR is the symbol there, with Volta Industries. That's an EV charging yes. company. 96% of the votes cast on the business combination proposal at the meeting were in favor of approval. But 70% of the shares redeemed. 70% said, now nah, we're out of here. Uh, and again, this is having the effect of, of, of reducing the minimum cash requirement. Some of them are below that, and then you need the company that's being acquired to waive it, say we're going to be okay dealing with 70% less cash, at least from the trust than we thought. I mean, that gets you to today's latest deal. You see Forbes is announcing it's going to go public through a SPAC, Magnum Opus. 
They're going to uh, enterprise value of Forbes is going to be 630 million. That's net of tax benefits. But this is what I'm talking about, right? 600 million of gross proceeds and 200 million is coming from the Magnus Opus uh, trust. That is assuming no redemptions. Well, what if you get 70, 80 percent redemptions on this? Now, I'm not saying you will, when it, but near close. You're going to end up with a lot less cash. Obviously, you throw the pipe in, uh, and that helps. So this is a, something we're watching closely. Yesterday, we featured a stock that faced an enormous short squeeze because it had incredibly high redemption, but, uh, but voted in favor, and the deal closed. Today, there's another one that I'm looking at, BLUW. Take a look at the shares of this. The meeting isn't, hasn't happened yet. We don't know whether there's an approved uh, deal or not, but it's going crazy. And this I can, is the same phenomenon. I can only assume it was people who are short who are now worried that you're going to get enormous redemptions, but the deal's going to close, but you're going to have reduced the amount of outstanding shares dramatically, hence you're not going to be able to cover and or borrow. That's the only thing I can come up but, with okay. here unless there's some other reason David, I don't okay, know so, about, which may be the case. It's a $183 million company, but that's not true, right? It's because after SPAC. Right. They so, bring in, right. They, it's, it's so, the share count changes. But in this case, the share count, who knows where it's going to be because you've got so many people. Re- David, I don't know what the redemption is going to be. We don't even know. How do you vote something and then, then tender against? Well, you know what? That happens in risk arb where you get a record date. You get risk arbs who vote in favor of the deal, who own the shares by the record date, but then sell prior to the close. Right. That's so exactly So it does right. happen. Yeah. But, David, this is obviously the beginning of this. This trend, someone's going to have redemptions to are incredibly high, and that is having an effect of reducing the cash requirements. The question is whether the companies are saying, "Hey, forget it," and whether the sponsors are trying to renegotiate in some way on behalf of their holders, or whether the sponsors perhaps are still so incented because they make money down to four dollars or three dollars on the stock. Tur- price. All the turtles. Is there a theme? I don't. No, okay. no. I mean, is oh. there someone? What do you think of Forbes? You want to buy For- Forbes? No. You know that I've been, business. I've you actually know that business pretty well. Politi- well. Politico's off the market. You see Axel Springer buying Politico today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, a lot of, lot of moves in media. I, you know, these are all moves uh, that are happening at a breathtaking pace for an industry that is consolidating quickly. But for what? For who? Right. Um, I want to get you quickly on chips. Uh, because uh, the journal does confirm that Taiwan Semi is going to raise prices for their advanced products by about 10%. Uh, look forward to paying a little bit more for electronics in the coming uh, quarters. Uh, there's the Western Dig story from last night, Jim. Apple Insider says that Apple's considering hiking prices on iPhone 13 to make up for those chip prices. Well, if this merger goes through with this um, QXC, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing it, Western Digital, this would be a nightmare. For everybody that uses Flash, which is, you know, remember, there's DRAMs and Flash are the two things that uh, kind of the basic building blocks. And the consolidation would be Samsung would have 35 percent, Western Digital would have 30, and Micron would have 15. Uh, everybody's price would be uh, raised by this. The, the, is it an outrageous thing if it happens? Well, I would never, if I were a regulator, I would say you can't do it. Hmm. But it would make it so that the uh, that NAND prices would go up dramatically, and that's a something that you don't want if you're any company, but, but does it push out your projection that the chip balance, the equilibrium, would be coming hopefully by the end of the year? Um, it, at this point now, there are people who source better than others source. Uh, Chuck Robbins has had uh, some problems, but has sourced very well. I, can, I know, David, you're going to say, Jim, what is it with you? But Ford has sourced better than GM. Okay. Well, that's a fair point. Ford, Ford is going to have the chips it needs for the F-150 Lightning. Uh, which is uh, their best seller already, but without even having it in the market. Right. Uh, but I think that 
we should not just lump together uh, all of these companies. Now, one of the things I'm interested in is Global Foundries. Now, there was a story that Intel was interested in buying them. Uh, it's Global that Foundries. Is, that that hasn't gone anywhere. Well, I, it, yeah. I don't even know, it's if it's, I don't, know if it's true. I know. I'm not sure either. But they'll come public, and we'll get a better read on this industry. But it's the foundries. Taiwan Semi is a remarkable company. It's why I keep saying we've got to preserve yeah. Taiwan no matter what. Now, Taiwan's very pro-U.S. I'm not saying that there's you – know, but the Chinese do not want Taiwan Semi to be in the orb of the United States. They want it very much in the orb of China. So. Um, guys, I wanted to just end with, uh, or not necessarily end, but uh, Activision Blizzard, a rare up day for ATVI. Stock down about 3.2% this year. Goldman Sachs says it's one of its top non-FANG 2022 ideas. And you can see that. Of course, don't... Uh, what, you know, based on what? Uh, based the reclosing of the country? On, well, they say that, you know, while there has been some recent media reports of workplace disruptions <laughs> and even some high-profile departures... You know, really, we know game development teams are large, and eh, there's a lot of people. And these games specifically have been in development for years. In our view, this speaks to how a significant number of developers would need to leave in order to meaningfully derail the development process. I think it's true. That did you read well Bobby Kotick on the conference call? I, I, the the I first did, seven pages were about how you well, workforce. Did you also read the most recent amended, uh, amended complaint from the Department of Fair Employment and Housing in California? The one that includes charges that uh, that they are informed and aware that documents and records have not been maintained as required by law, including but not limited to documents related to investigations and complaints were shredded by human resource personnel and emails are deleted 30 days after. Now, that may be a normal course of business. In fact, for its part, Activision is quoted here as saying with regards to claims that we've destroyed information by shredding documents, those claims are not true. Right. And they took appropriate steps to preserve information related to the investigation. This thing's not going away. Read that lawsuit. Whoa. So Amended only, as of a few see, days I ago. See, Bobby on. I've known Bobby since when? he was a, When has he been on? Recently? Yeah, for the last quarter. I've known Bobby since he was 15. I've known Bobby 16. a very long time. I've known him since he was 16. When are you oh, known for uh, Well, uh, maybe not that long. Uh, but I, maybe look, not that long. Bobby built an amazing company. And Candy Crush, that was a great acquisition. Uh, but these human resources issues are... Probably it's more than a human I, resource issue. They're getting sued by California for harassment and all sorts of other things. What are they going to do? Uh, they're going to defend themselves, and we'll see where it ends up. But to say that Bobby's but, not on the hot seat, come on. No, Bobby's totally in the hot seat, but what are you going to put a special master in to see what's going on? I mean, boom, boom, room? I mean, what are you talking about? I don't know. It's not good. I thought he was trying to, I thought he might have put it past them until this. Right. Because uh, the Goldman note. Yeah, look, they have superior products and great products. So, you, know, you know, Strauss Elmick has fantastic products, and, you know, obviously Grand Theft, and that stuff can't get out of its own way because these are companies that are perceived as being sayonara, I'm going outside, I'm going right. to uh, do my work. That's what's happening in America, David. Understood. Yeah, although you, you got you know me, by the way, you got me into some trouble on Twitter with this immigration stuff. Don't. I should Twitter. say, I know, illegal Don't immigration. Twitter. Right, illegal immigration. God, Twitter. I mean, like, illegal. you know. Twitter. Not legal. I mean, I, I was with someone last night. He said, you're the most polarizing force on Twitter. And you I bring said, us into it. And I said, I, 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 yes. I don't think Twitter would disagree Man, with And then some real. I'm, I'm a financial guy. <laughs> what did I do? I, can we people just to, avoid these other? Oh, I love talking finance. Can we not? You know, maybe we can avoid these hot button this, issues. Finance. And bring us into it every day. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you, but we have to move on. Ooh. 
sweat. That's somebody in my ear. We're going to be okay. I I believe we are going to be be okay. Um, When we come back, uh, the Jackson Hole Fed Summit on Wall Street's radar as we tread a little bit of water here. Uh, Don't miss a first on CNBC interview with Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan. First, though, a look at the bond report as we keep our eye on Treasuries ahead of Powell tomorrow morning. Ten-year right around 1358. And oil's notable, too, uh, dragging lower after three very solid days on crude. Back in a moment. Is it hot in here today? Keep your eye on crypto today. Uh, A couple pieces on the tape about the rally potentially running out of steam. Some of the technical challenges of getting past 50K over the longer term. Also, CNBC with a good piece about TikTok uh, reportedly removing some crypto influencers which maybe we'll talk about a little bit later later on today. Still to come, the National Association of Manufacturers President Jay Timmons will talk about some infrastructure legislation, vaccine mandates, and a lot more. Dow's up 40. Crossing the tape just a couple moments ago, Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby says that we can confirm an explosion outside the Kabul airport. Uh, casualties, he says, are unclear at this time. We will provide additional details when we can. Uh, Also, the tape saying that the president has been briefed on that explosion. If we get further details, of course, we'll bring it to you as we see some live pictures uh, halfway around the world. In the meantime, it's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, just Etsy for a moment. There are a lot of people who thought that when we had a reopening in the country that there would be fewer people who were making crafts on Etsy and maybe people would start going back to the mall. I think Etsy is going to be a company that came out of this with a newfound a group of people, newfound workforce, uh, empowered workforce, mostly women, make things on Etsy, and uh, many, many people who've just kind of fallen in love with it. So if you take a look, Josh Silverman, really good executive. They were, a lot of people were shorting this, betting this is a casualty of going back to work outside. No, it is now part of our firmament. And, and believe me, when you get a Father's Day, when you get a Mother's Day, any holiday, they do tremendous. I'm on the site constantly, and I'm not. It is not just because it's down the block from it, but what a company. And it's a winner. And I'm glad that they won because women empower 89% of the people who make stuff from women. Yeah. Amazing. Huge for small business. Uh, how about tonight? Work day? I've, I've got a work day. Friends of Mark Benioff. Obviously, that's a, a, a Neil Bushry. And then Upstart. This is another Benioff company. And they make uh, artificial intelligence loans. You hired them. Uh, this is the way of the future. You're going to be able to get rid of loan officers, have more accuracy. Watch this upstart. It's a brilliant company. Brilliant. You heard it here first. Okay. I will. I'll watch. <laughs> we'll see you tonight. I'll see you later. Yeah. Why do you mock me? I do not mock you. Are you mocking why do you, me? Why do you hurt me? One of my like favorite me? lines from I hurt you too. We'll see you at 6, Jim. Mad Money with Jim Cramer, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart.